Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with JC. Hi. We're wrapping up our podcast uh, and we want to talk about some interesting and recent cases of discrimination. Again, don't assume that your managers know how to handle discrimination. And remember that harassment is illegal discrimination. It's not just, oh, that's annoying or grow a tough skin. It is discrimination. We don't want you to end up in the news and on one of our podcasts. And if you do, call me. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a couple examples here from a very prestigious and prominent employment labor attorney. Wendy, are we going to say the gentleman's name or not so much? We're not going to say that right now because I don't have permission to do that. But if you are, uh, you know, I, yeah, I follow quite a few uh, really funny and direct and helpful employment lawyers on across the United States on LinkedIn. And it's funny because they all seem to find each other because they're like-minded. And so again, if you ever need an attorney, an employment attorney, it's cheaper to give them a call to prevent something than to give them the call to fight something in court. But go ahead, share some cases. Yeah, absolutely. This first one here. Consider the scenario where a black employee accuses a white employee of being racist because the white employee is flying a Gadsden flag or the symbol on a hat. How do you behave? Is it racist? What if the black employee claims that the flag is racist towards African-Americans because Christopher Gadsden who was a slave trader and owner of slaves, designed it. What if on January 6th, you saw this flag being flown by numerous protesters at the U.S. Capitol and overheard MSNBC and CNN referring to those protesters as white supremacists? Old Dave here is a guy who gives advice on the Internet. And that guy is warning you not to assume that the symbol is racist right away. In fact... The EEOC has already addressed facts similar to those in Shelton D versus U.S. Postal Service. It's a Gadsden flag case. And uh, you could also see EEOC in Shelton D. Although the Gadsden flag was first used in a non-racial setting, the EEOC discovered that it has since been interpreted to convey racially tinged messages in some contexts, including its use by individuals connected to uh, supremacist organizations. It's crucial to remember that the EEOC did not deem that the Gadsden flag is a racist emblem, though. This is a contentious issue. So these lawyers, what they're advising is to consult with HR and have HR advise and consult with legal. And legal counsel is there to work with you closely if you encounter situations specifically like this one. We make assumptions and we just say, and and this has happened a lot in the past couple of years. I mean, our our country is so divided and divisive and and, and you can't as an employer turn the cheek and say, I'm not going to deal with outside forces. I'm not going to deal with, you know, politics or anything in our organization. Well, that's you don't have that choice. You have to deal with it. And you're not always going to be prepared because you're going to be like what most employers will say, oh, my God, everybody here gets along. We have a great culture. And then something happens. It could just be a joke or it could be 
whatever, the person's going through something, they bring it into the workplace and your managers need to be trained to say, "Uh oh, this doesn't sound right. I don't know what to do, but I know who to go to to get some help and advice, which is typically whoever's acting as HR. And then HR needs to know, I, I need to know who to go to because you're not going to be an expert at everything. And a lot of these things are new or at least new to you, new to me. And you have to know, okay, where am I, where am I going to go? One of the things that I wanted to uh, mention real quick, because there's a lot of laws and there's a lot of, again, state laws, there's a lot of federal laws, but with the federal laws, you have to understand that discrimination is from the job application procedure all the way to termination. So not just the job application procedure. I always tell my clients, do not post a job ad unless we have thought the entire process through. Because if you're just saying, well, we're desperate and we want to post this job ad and you haven't had anybody vet that job ad, maybe you as HR said, oh, no, it looks great. There's no discrimination in there. But if you have the manager write the knowledge, skills, and abilities required, if they wrote anything, because let's face it, many of us don't even have job descriptions. But if the manager wrote it, the manager may be unintentionally, let's hope it was unintentionally, discriminating against people of a certain um, background, gender orientation, a, a physical or mental ability, and your job ad itself, even though on the surface doesn't look discriminatory, may be discriminatory. And then your interviewer may be accused of harassment. Big time. I have a case here that was resolved in 2018, Wendy, and it was actually a, a high precedent. This is a real good one. The EEOC filed a lawsuit alleging that defendant, a Chicago, Illinois, new and used car dealership, subjected to charging party, a gay man with Crohn's disease, to harassment based on his sex and his disability or perceived disability, resulting in his constructive discharge. Charging party was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in early 2011. Crohn's is a bowel impairment that causes severe inflammation of the gastrointestinal tract and results in charging party using the bathroom more frequently for long periods of time. The defendant, defendant's owner subjected him to regular disparaging remarks about not only his sexual orientation, but also his disability, combining the two by attributing the charging party's bowel disorders to things that they did in their private time. The owner also engaged in harassing physical conduct, chasing the person out of the bathroom, banging on the bathroom door while yelling at them to get out, and doing some other really lewd things that I can't mention here. The charging party resigned in April 2015 because of the conduct, and the three-year consent decree provides the charging party with $100,000 equally divided between back pay, compensatory damages, and attorney's fees, and enjoins disability harassment, sexual harassment, including sexual orientation, and retaliation. The defendant adopted and posted policies against ADA and Title VII, otherwise seven, discrimination, including based on sexual orientation, and provided training on the ADA in Title VII, including harassment based on sexual orientation as well. Pretty intense. Wow. Pretty intense. Very intense. My, my jaw just dropped when you were saying it is chasing them out of the bathroom. Like, come on. I, you know, 
you, you have to be doing better when you're promoting managers and you need to be doing better when you're interviewing managers. Don't assume, I don't care what company they work for before, don't assume they've been trained and don't assume they've been trained in the right way. And but we, I bring this one up in particular for you, my friend, because there's so many call centers here in the United States, right? And sometimes those people, when they do have to use the bathroom, they might be off the phone for a little bit longer than normal. You can't just bang on the door and drag people out, but then make fun of them for their sexual orientation either. Horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is horrifying that this day and age, it's almost, you know, 2023 and that we're having this conversation. But that's why I wanted to have this podcast today is to remind people that we have laws and we have to follow them. And I always say to all my clients, listen, you don't need to know all the laws and what their names are, but you do need to know on a high level what the laws are. So there's obviously the, the lot of the laws that we mentioned already, you know, but there's also the, the Equal Pay Act of 1963, which prohibits sex-based wage discrimination between men and women in the same establishment uh, who perform jobs that require substantially equal skill, effort, and responsibility. I'm I'm hoping that they uh, update some terminology so it's not just men and women. It should just be, you know, people. You know, if you're doing the same job, regardless, you should be paid the same and get the same benefit. And then there's other laws as well. There's an equal pay amendment in 2009, and it just goes now. It, it extended the time period to 180 days of how long you have you as an employee have to file a claim. There's the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. And that was wrapped into the extension of the um, Civil Rights Act as well, saying you cannot uh, discriminate or harass somebody based on pregnancy, childbirth, or other related conditions. And this is a huge topic right now with the conversation surrounding abortion in our in our uh, our country and in our communities because the abortion is part of pregnancy regardless of you how you feel about it you need to know as an employer that if somebody is getting an abortion discuss discussing abortion and you find out about it for whatever reason that you cannot take action against that individual um, or even that individual's family member, because your state laws maybe out, you know, now uh, ban abortion, or because of your opinion. So, a lot of these conversations, religion, politics, you know, even uh, COVID, vaccines, abortion, we cannot just turn the other cheek and say, you know what, we're not going to talk about that in the workplace because they are protected conversations. And there's so many more, you know, laws that you need to know about. But the bottom line is if you just stick with somebody's job description, which should include everything that they need, they, their essential responsibilities, the knowledge that they're required, the skills that they're required to have in that job, um, their abilities. So not saying I'd like you to lift 50 pounds, but you really only need to lift five. You may have a disability concern there all the way down to including your company values and expected behaviors. If you just stick to the job description and your company policies are um, not insane, you'll probably keep yourself out of trouble. But that means everybody in the organization, especially if they're a lead, a supervisor, a manager, 
also needs to be trained on that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Excellent advice. Thank you. That is why I wanted to come on today and talk about discrimination in the workplace and for you to all understand that it's not just sexual harassment that we need to be concerned about. It's everything else, everything that is covered um, in any discrimination law, which, as you know now, hopefully you were paying attention, is a lot. And we need to make sure that we are thinking about it before we even post a job ad and then all the way down to reviews and maybe even when you're giving feedback and employee reviews that somebody, uh, a director, an executive, the HR department is taking a look at those final reviews before they get, you know, actually stamped and stuck into a folder to say, hey, manager, these two employees are doing the same exact, same exact job. They're doing a great job. But why are you giving this person over here a lower rating uh, versus this person? Is it because they're female? Is it because they're gay? Is it because they're in a wheelchair? Whatever it might be, they may not even realize it. And now you have to train the manager. It's cheaper to train people than fight a lawsuit. With that said, thanks for joining us. Wendy Sellers here in JC. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.